0: Hey there, friend. You're listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced and supported for ministry in their homes. I'm your host, Pastor Beth Goodberry, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. Stay tuned. Hey there, and happy new year. Wow, I can't believe we're in season two of the Sparrow Parents Podcast. I'm really excited for what 2020 has in store for us together. And I, like many of you, have set some big goals for myself in the new year. But all of a sudden, it's 2020, which means that we're supposed to have already started our goals. And to be honest with you, somehow I already feel behind. Because the Christmas season really flew by for me this year. And although I spent a lot of time planning out what I want to do and accomplish in 2020, I just wasn't prepared for January to begin so soon. So if you're feeling the same way, like you're starting off behind this year, this series is for you. Because feeling behind is kind of the worst, but I know how to combat this feeling. We're talking in this series about planning for the new year. And yes, the new year has begun, (laughs) but planning happens throughout the year, and it's never too late to begin. So listen, if you miss any episodes in this series and you want to catch up, you can find them all on my website, sparrowkidsministries.com. Just click on the podcast tab and you'll be able to find what you're looking for. Now stay tuned as we dive in to planning for the year. Today I'm going to talk you through how to look over the entire year's calendar. Now this might seem a little overwhelming, but listen, I specialize in making things simple. (laughs) Okay, so stick with me because I'm going to break this down into five steps for planning out your best 2020 on the calendar. Some things you'll need to follow along with me. You'll need at least 13 sheets of paper. Um, You need some sort of calendar, preferably printed, um, one for 2020 and one for 2019 as well. And then you need calendars from school, work, church, and any sports that your kids are already registered for for 2020. Now most of the time you can find all of these kinds of calendars online. And you'll also need a pencil with a good eraser. Now the steps we're going to walk through together are making a brain dump list, and then second we'll talk about entering recurring events on the calendar. We'll talk about goals for the year, and then we'll do all of those school, church, sports, work calendars, and then vacations. Now in my experience, if you incorporate all five of these steps into your calendar planning for the year is going to do several things for you. First, you'll feel more confident about where you're headed with your goals because our goals will be incorporated into our calendars. Um, Second, your family will all be on the same page about what's happening this year which will also create some excitement about the vacations that will happen and we'll talk about that too. And then third, you'll start each month off very organized. You'll be able to commit to things that you'll actually have the time for, and you'll be able to easily say no to the things that you don't have time for. So the first step is to make a brain dump list. Now, I don't know whose idea the brain dump list was originally, but I heard it from Jenny Stemmerman of Your Life Rocks. Now, she has a great podcast. It comes out every Tuesday for Working Christian Moms, where she talks about how to create balance in your life, even when it seems like you just have too many balls in the air. She talks about making a brain dump list as one of the first things you do in the morning at work. Um, It basically just helps get everything off of your mind so that you can focus your attention on the most important tasks of the day. Now, what I'm suggesting is that before even looking at your calendar when you're planning out your year, you should make a brain dump list. Whether you realize it or not, there are likely things on your mind that you want to do this year. So when you get into the nitty gritty of your calendar, those things will start to overwhelm you as you try to focus in on your goals and and the other things that are on your calendar. So make a brain dump list first. Um, and then you can organize all of that stuff into your calendar with a clear mind. Now, the way a brain dump list works is very simple. Basically, you take a piece of paper and you write down everything you can think of. You don't organize it into categories. You don't prioritize it. You just make an exhaustive list of everything that's on your mind. And you might find that some of the things on your mind don't have anything to do with the yearly calendar at all. Now, that's okay. Writing them down will allow you the brain space to focus on your calendar and then come back to those other things later when it's time. So start off by making this brain dump list. Make Maybe there's a vacation that you've been hoping will happen this year. Maybe you want to make sure you remember to buy Christmas presents earlier in the year. <laughs> Maybe it's a new baby's due date that you don't want to forget. Whatever it is that comes to mind, write it down on your piece of paper. Now that's step one. So if you're doing this with me, you're going to want to hit pause because I'm going to go right into step two now. So once you have your brain dump list complete, you should feel lighter. Like you can focus in on whatever you need to do because those things you were thinking about are on paper now and you don't need to worry about remembering them. So when we take a look at our actual calendar, the first thing we want to do is enter in recurring events. So now if you're using a paper calendar, you'll need to look back at your 2019 calendar for this and copy things over. If you're using an electronic calendar, hopefully these events have already been automatically entered, but you have to do that manually the first time they're entered. You have to tell it that it's a recurring event. So make sure that they're in there for 2020. Some examples of recurring events are birthdays. Um, Everybody's birthday in your family, maybe you've got nieces and nephews, aunts and uncles, grandparents, your own parents, you know, you want to make sure that you don't forget anybody's birthday this year. So make sure those are all entered. Uh, Holidays, holidays that you celebrate that are national holidays, holidays that maybe you celebrate as a family that would not just automatically be on a calendar. So make sure that those are in there too. And then you want to make sure that any family vacations that happen every single year are entered into your calendar as well. Now it might be something like, oh you always go to your parents house the day after Christmas. Um, Make sure that's in your calendar even if you think that everybody in your family knows it. Um, If it's something that you want to do this year make sure that it's written into your calendar. And then any work retreats that might happen annually, make sure that those are entered into your family va- or your family calendar as well. That way that ev- that way everybody in the family will know that it's happening and be able to schedule around that. Now make sure that all of your recurring events are ent- entered into your 2020 calendar correctly. And if there are reminders that you need to set regarding these, make sure those are set up as well. After that, we can move on to step three, which is our goals for the year. Most people set some sort of goal or New Year's resolution for the new year. So what's yours? For the past several years, instead of setting a goal for the new year, I've come up with a word for my year. So like, however you do this for yourself, write your goal at the top of your calendar. Or if you're using an electronic calendar, write it at the top of your brain dump list. This is going to help you stay focused as you enter other events into your calendar. For example, if your word for the year is peace, that was my word last year, you might choose to say no to a few things on your calendar that would take away from your peace that week or that month. If your goal is to lose weight, you might decide that you should schedule a time to work out every week and put that into your calendar. If your goal is to grow your business, you might schedule more time at work. Or if your goal is more family time, you might schedule a weekly stay at home evening. We need to make sure that our goals are dictating our calendar in order for us to really be successful in them. So make sure when you're looking at your calendar, you're also looking at your goal for the year. Now, I talk about this assuming that you have already set your goal for the year. That's just because that's something that I think about over the month of December. So if you have not set a goal for the year, maybe you want to hit pause and just think about what do you want 2020 to look like? And maybe you're not a goal-oriented person, but that idea of just having a word for the year uh, sounded like a really good idea to you. So um, feel free, obviously, to hit pause and just think about that for a minute. What would, what would you want 2020 to look like? Um, and as you think about that, um, we're going to move into step four in just a minute. So step four is to include your school work, church calendars into your own personal calendar. So now we get into the nitty gritty, right? We're looking at the things that are already scheduled for our kids at school, for us at work, and for the family at church. Now, if you look up your child's school district online, you will find their school calendar, which will have all of the scheduled school breaks. And by now, most school districts will also have the next school year's calendar posted. So like the 2020 to 2021 school calendar will be on there. Um, My kids have an a one-hour delay once a month for teacher resourcing, so I need to reschedule my day around that once a month. So make sure that things like that are on your calendar too. If your kids need to go to daycare on school breaks, having those in your calendar will help you plan out your finances for that. It'll also help you schedule your family vacations around the school calendar. Now your kids likely have a newsletter or a classroom calendar that was sent home for January from their teachers as well. So make sure any information for the month is on your family calendar too. Now when that's finished, take a look at your work calendar and make sure that anything pertinent to the family is also on your family calendar. So for example, is there a day of the week that you work late regularly? Write that down on the calendar. Maybe there's a week that's especially busy at work. Writing that on the calendar for the family to see will help everyone have realistic expectations for what that week is going to look like. Now if you're married or you have teenagers who work, make sure th- they do this as well. The whole point of a family calendar is to get everyone on the same page and to keep the commitments we make. If you're the only one putting information on the calendar, this isn't going to help anyone. And then finally take a look at your church's calendar if they have one. You can often find this on your church's website. Now, just like with school, there will likely be events and Bible studies and things like that that get scheduled on a monthly basis. But putting anything that's been advertised now will help you stay connected and involved in the life of your church. Maybe there's a missions trip coming up or a Bible study you wanted to be involved in. Get it on the calendar so that you can prioritize it. So now it's finally time to look at the calendar and plan out our vacations for the year. Now I feel like this is the whole reason that any of us ever want to look at the whole calendar is to plan out our vacations. But doing those other four steps first helps us to look at it more realistically and plan out vacations that can actually happen and uh, eliminate some of that stress that happens when we plan vacations and then other things get in the way of our vacations and w- when we turn it on its head and we we plan out our priorities first and then we enter in vacations we can be much more realistic with it i've been doing this for my family for two or three years now and it's amazing how the it changes the way that we look at vacations planning out our vacation time months in advance does several things for our family first it helps us all get excited we look forward to our vacation time a lot more when we know that it's coming up, right? <laughs> but then it also helps us plan financially. I really hate vacations that cause more stress because of money than they're worth. Planning them ahead of time helps us to budget and to plan. And I know that's really not what we want to think about when we think about vacations, but it's just the reality we live in. And then finally, it allows us as parents look at the whole year and see ahead of time where we might need to add in a personal day or a quick getaway, i found that I really like having one thing to look forward to every month. And it doesn't have to be like a big vacation. One month last year, it was simply going horseback riding on a Saturday. Figuring out what you and your family need to create that balance in your life um, and, and schedule it. Schedule it now. Maybe you already know what your big vacation will be this year, or maybe you already know that you won't be taking any vacations because of your financial goal for the year or whatever it may be. I would encourage you to look at how many personal days you have if you work outside the home and schedule them in advance. See if you can get a personal day scheduled once a month where you do something that feeds your soul. So for me, that would be going to the beach in the summer months by myself and reading a book. Or you might want to go for a hike or go see a movie with a friend. If you're married, I'd also recommend that you schedule a couple of days throughout the year when you both take a day off of work and spend the day together without the kids. These obviously can be scheduled last minute, but when life gets going, it gets more difficult to schedule those kinds of things. They just don't seem as important when your boss wants you to finish a project or your kids want to join the basketball team. But if you have these scheduled in advance, you can get that project started earlier, or you can let your teenager know on that day that they'll have to get their own ride to practice. Whatever it means for you, make sure you have a good amount of downtime written into your calendar. And make that a priority. When something else comes up, don't cancel your downtime. Because it's in our downtime that we get refreshed and renewed. It's in our quiet moments that we listen to God. And it's the days that we let our bodies rest that we prevent illness. So prioritize vacations this year, whatever that means for you. Hopefully this has helped you look ahead at your year. I'm really excited for what 2020 has in store because I was able to look at the big picture and schedule some things that really align with my goals for the year and prioritize things that I want to do. I hope you were able to do this too. So until next time, keep ministering to your family in your home. That's the best thing that you will do this year. Talk to you soon.